along with me, a podcast for fans who finished all ten seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back to the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am Laura the Human. And I'm KK, also the human. This is chapter 2.19, Mystery Train, brought by Kent Osborne and Somvillet Xiophone. In this episode of Come Along With Me, a murderer tries to cover their tracks, but everything goes a little off the rails. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. It's Finn's 13th birthday. Jake has a surprise for him, but to get to it, they have to take the Candy Kingdom train. The conductor is kind of creepy, but Finn is too excited to care. Things start to go awry after they enter the Gumball Gulch. Candy Cane Man can't stop smacking Colonel Candy Corn in the head, and when the lights flicker, nothing is left of Candy Cane Man except a very scary skeleton. Jake suggests they get out and walk to the surprise, but Finn is super hyped about solving a train mystery. He dismisses Colonel Candy Corn as the murderer right away. It's never the most obvious suspect. Before the colonel can admit to having any enemies on the train, the lights flicker, and in his stead is a skeleton. Jake mentions the murderer might be the conductor, but Finn says that can't be right because the conductor is weird and creepy and it's never the weird and creepy guy. Jake disagrees and the conductor himself comes out to say he's actually cool and awesome. The heroes collect clues, but nothing seems to point to anyone in particular. Finn gathers the remaining passengers in a single car, but the lights flicker and they all are replaced by their skeletons. Jake suggests the conductor one more time since he's the only one left on the train and Finn agrees. As he's hugging Jake, the lights flicker and he's left holding a skeleton. The conductor and Finn have an epic chase ending in the engine. They sword fight and Finn destroys the train's controls. Finally, the conductor shapeshifts. He's been Jake the whole time. The whole mystery was an elaborate ruse for Finn's birthday present. The now broken train careens off the tracks onto a giant gelatin man. Finn and Jake eat cake with their friends and Jake admits he didn't plan the soft landing and they could have died horribly. Murder on the Candy Kingdom Express, eh? <laughs> yes, it's a classic. It's a classic. I feel, like, I feel like it would probably land better with us if either of us really like murder mysteries. I know, right? <laughs> it's not that I dislike murder mysteries. Uh, it's just I rarely go out and seek them out myself, you know? That's how, exactly how I feel. I'm not opposed to mystery as a genre in any way, shape, or form. It's just generally not uh, what I go for. Yeah, I, I, I generally like it when, like, um, a show or other series is like, we usually do something else, but we're doing a mystery for this episode and really leans into doing it well. Uh, unfortunately, most of them are kind of more just comedy parodies, which I don't actually think have solvable mysteries. Like this one. I will say the one exception is uh, the Adventure Zone D&D podcast. They have a mystery train arc and it's very, very good and a real mystery. That is a fun one. Yeah. I do like it when... Um, they do it in fantasy worlds because you have to put a lot more groundwork in to make sure that the magic has a really clear system of how it works. So you can actually put it together and not just be like, oh, yeah, a wizard did a spell, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I guess there's not really any rules to magic in Ooh that affect this episode. No, no. I mean, 
I guess the only thing is we know from later episodes that candy people apparently don't have skeletons. So that was a dead giveaway. Okay, that was like honestly my number one question <laughs> is do do candy people have skeletons or are they just faking them completely? And I guess it's the latter. I mean, to be fair, Princess Bubblegum says I don't have a skeleton. So I guess it doesn't necessarily mean her people don't, but I mean... I why why would they have skeletons? Yeah, basically, basically. And and speaking of weird continuity, do we ever see this rail line again? I, I don't think so. I have the exact same question. Like it's actually in quite a prominent place in front of the Candy Kingdom, you know. I mean, I guess they do kind of destroy the train, and the there the end of the line is tracks leading to a cliff. So maybe it's just been out of use for a while, and PB finally decided to get rid of it. I mean. That's very fair. I was really thinking she has to do more to uphold her infrastructure because that's just a hazard. <laughs> what was your favorite part, Laura? Mm, I guess just the general idea that <laughs> Jake really put a lot of effort into this party. It's sweet. It is. They love each other so much. There's actually a lot of like, especially Finn on Jake affection in this episode. It's very, very cute. It, it is very cute. Uh, what was your your favorite part? Um, I know this isn't like unusual for the candy kingdom in general but for some reason hearing all the candy names like back to back really <laughs> ice cream me. girl chocolate bar guy yeah marshmallow kid dr ice cream dr donut colonel candy corn gelatin man green gumdrop dude like <laughs> i don't know it really got me this time it's just come on pb you can put more effort into this <laughs> right <laughs> I mean, Starchy has a name, but... I mean, in fairness, it's just a re- reference to a thing that make up food candies. Oh, uh, you... Dang it, Laura, you got me there. <laughs> Did you forget what Starch was? Yeah. I mean, I didn't forget. I just never put that together with Starchy as a name. Oh, KK. All right. Well, <laughs> we all have our floss. Is this the first time we see Colonel Candycorn? Because he's fairly yes. recurring. Yes, according to the wiki, this is our the first Colonel Candy Corn episode. In this episode, he's missing his bloodlust. <laughs> That's right. He's actually, I mean, I guess he's acting that he's uh, scared of the skeleton. Right. But I'm just saying, future episodes, I say his main characteristic is he is down for war and or genocide at a drop of a hat. <laughs> Yeah, the the candy people don't have skeletons, and also they explode when they're scared, and everyone was super chill, Finn. It's one of those things that on the first watch would have felt kind of weird, but does come in on the second watch, where, like, Finn's really obsessed about, you know, the dead bodies, uh, even if he is still treating it like a game, but you just see, like, kids smiling in the background, because, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just the the like cartoon logic of being able to replace the bodies of the skeletons so fast. Yeah. In like half a second. Yeah. And Jake like shape shifting and getting fully painted. Like <laughs> It makes no sense. No. Even by adventure time rules. It makes very little sense. It's just, but it's, it's fun, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the first skeleton, the candy cane man is terrifying. You think so? I think it's cute. He's got like a little tiny body and then a huge neck. Yeah. It's like, scary. So this is why you put scary in the the intro, because I, I saw you do that and debated <laughs> deleting it, because I'm like, is she being sarcastic? Because it's not scary. <laughs> Listen, I was spooked. It was spooky. <laughs> KK, 
is unaware of what starch is, but does get scared by cartoon candy skeletons, everybody. That's what we're working with here. That's my host, my co-host. All right. At one point during the episode, I think it's Finn says, the murderer is right here among us. And that's pretty sus. Pretty, pretty sus. We know how to meme. (laughs) We're still hip with the kids. You're younger than I am. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's why I'm hipping with the kids, KK. (laughs) Uh, I mean, also, Jake suggesting it's the conductor, like, after two murders is really funny to me. Like He's like, come (laughs) on, I made it as obvious as I could. Yeah, did he just, like, get bored or, like... (laughs) And also, like, something I noticed is, uh, I think what the Jake jake says right at the beginning of the episode like that conductor looks like a cool and awesome dude yeah and i i mean that whole bit where he's like he's not weird and creepy he's cool and awesome and then the conductor comes out which once again finn the only person you told weird and creepy to is jake and then all of a sudden the conductor comes out i heard someone said i was weird and creepy and the voice once you know you're primed to hear it it's definitely uh you can hear dimaggio you yeah you can hear dimaggio and in fairness that's not inherently incriminating because I feel like he actually voices quite a few bit characters in Adventure Time. They're not all secretly Jake. Also, Jake, why did you shapeshift your... His eyes are the conductor's shoes, and the conductor's left eye is always closed because that's Jake's tail. You actually put the time to figure out the shapeshifting because I couldn't make heads or tails. No, the wiki told me, but I Uh, felt it was prudent to mention. Okay, I mean, I... Listen, he sometimes gets bored with normal shapeshifting. He has to mix it up, right? I guess so, yeah. Now, I'm going to confess that this episode always kind of low-keys annoys me because I swear the first three times I've watched it, I couldn't remember or figure out the twist despite knowing it was something incredibly stupid. (laughs) Going through it, like, I kept overthinking the layers of mystery and then I go to the end, I'm like, oh, it was just Jake. Okay. It was just Jake the whole time. So, no, um, I feel like I am unfairly mean to this episode just because of my own stupidity and inability <laughs> to remember things. Uh, but the main thing I love this episode for is the setup we get for the later mystery episode. Uh, the one where we get introduced to Shoko? Is yes, that, that one where it turns out they really are being haunted, but not really, except they are. It's a really great follow-up episode, and it um, shows such growth, you know, from this, like, throwaway, kind of very silly nothing episode to something that's really lore-heavy and kind of genuinely creepy and, I don't know, funnier, I think, than this one. I, I fully agree on that. So that's an example of how I think the writers do really well incorporating continuity. The bugbear of something where I don't think they handle it very well, and this is... I've got to... Die on this hill. Where's Jermaine? <laughs> Jermaine? Jermaine doesn't show up to any of Finn's birthdays. Yeah, he doesn't even get invited. That's so rude. I know. I feel so bad for him. It's either that they're not inviting him, in which case they're the mean ones, or he's just not showing up to any of his of his brother's birthdays. I guess we can sort of jimmy it into the canon that he can't leave his house, right? Right, but I mean, then come up with a birthday where you go over to the house. Come you on, know, guys. we only see birthdays 13 through 17. Maybe they did that before. 
We only see birthdays 13 through 17. Yeah, I heard it too. I heard it too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Do you have any other little details that you liked? Uh, Dr. Donut's skeleton was also very scary. No, it wasn't! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, no, it wasn't, KK. (laughs) I'd agree to disagree. agree to disagree. Oh god, okay. Uh, There's a a fun blue blue linguistics biz. Uh, Finn uses rat traps. I really thought I was onto something. So, rat traps as an exclamation. I like that one. Uh, I really like Finn's current sword. The I, it's the unofficial name for it, but the root sword. Yeah, it's pink, and yeah, the the hilt is like a couple roots. Uh, I'm a sucker for kind of like plant detailing on weapons, so it really hits that sweet spot for me. Yeah, it's a pleasing design, and also good continuity because his last sword, which apparently is named Scarlet, the nicked yellow sword, mm-hmm. broke in the real you, turned into a fourth dimensional sword, and presumably you know, isn't He's usable in the fourth anymore. Now. Yeah. You know what? There's one thing that Adventure Time was good at from day one, and that's sword continuity. True that. <laughs> this episode was also a really good demonstration of the attitudes they incorporate into Together Again, with Jake being extremely blasé about death, while Finn has a miniature existential crisis about it. Specifically, I mean... Jake's. Right, Jake dies in this episode. It's really, together again, of all the Distant Lands episodes, is the one that, like, has been most relevant to us, continues to be, like, in our rewatch of early seasons, you know? It's almost like Adventure Time with Finn and Jake has a lot of Finn and Jake in it, so the Finn and Jake Distant Lands episode would be relevant to it. Yeah, but it's not like we we think about together again every single episode of Finn and Jake. It's specifically that we see Jake taking this attitude with death and and consciousness that seems to wriggle in our minds. Yeah, I think, I'd say there's two things for that. I think, one, it's actually a testament to how good the writers of that particular episode were. They really did pay attention not to just, like, oh, wow, they got the vibes from the early episodes, but they did get these kind of more nuanced elements of the characters' personalities. Uh, But I would say... You know, I think the other most obvious episode uh, that would tie into it, into long-term character, is the Marceline and Princess Bubblegum Obsidian episode, and we haven't had a lot of Marceline, and PB is still a little bit in the background. Yeah, true. Season two has been sparse. Yes, but... We get a Marceline episode next, though, and it's a really great one. (laughs) Yes, we're really looking forward to that one. Uh, But we're still on Mystery Train, so anything else? Uh, Finn can really jump, man. White man can jump. Is that a reference to something? Yeah, White Man Can't Jump is, is a movie. <laughs> That's a movie? What's what's it about? Basketball. Okay, I mean, I guess that makes sense. When, <laughs> when was it released? Um, 1992. Okay, that was a year before I was born. That's why I wouldn't have heard of it. Doesn't I mean, sound... I was two, so, and okay. didn't live in America. I'm just saying, it doesn't sound... Uh, maybe I've just been living in a closet, but I don't think it had, like, a deep cultural <laughs> impact. It was a hilarious comedy with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Cool. All right. Well, this has apparently been Laura and KK disagree on stupid little things episode. (laughs) Oh, I also really liked the Gumball Gulch as a location. Oh, I mostly was thinking about why uh, PB keeps naming things after her awful uncle. (laughs) 
Hey, Laura, do you have a media recommendation for us today? Yes, I do. Now, I want to say, we both really put our noggins together to be like, do we know any mysteries we really like? Because as we said at the top of the episode, neither KK and I really seek them out. But I think I came up with something. The book Gideon the Ninth by Tasman Muir, which is the first novel in the Locked Tomb series. It's a comedy romance coming of age gothic horror mystery novel i think i got all the adjectives in there lesbians lesbians i mean <laughs> lesbians is an adjective it, it is a... <laughs> it's about lesbian necromancers in space that is the official tagline and uh basically a necromancer princess who's living out on pluto gets invited to go to this like special competition slash school thing to become the ultimate necromancer and get sent, uh, you know, to an abandoned planet with her uh, basically knight with a whole bunch of other necromancer knight pairings to try to, you know, uncover some ancient mysteries about necromancy. But then something starts murdering them. Who's doing it? What's doing it? Will these kooky kids get out alive? Only one way to find out. <laughs> Man, everyone's so gaga over this book, so I, I, I really got to read them. It's time. You do. You do. You know. When I finish Percy Jackson. <laughs> You're rereading Percy Jackson. Yeah. You know, I, it's always really hard because my whenever I get into a new series or something that I really love, I just want to, like, preach to everyone and get everybody to start reading it, but I have to hold that back because that's not actually that fun to be on the receiving end of per somebody being like, hey, have you watched this? Have you watched this yet? Have you watched it yet? But I feel like this podcast is, like, a nice way for me to, to clamp down those urges in a friendly, safe, contained environment. I mean, presumably our listeners like us, so I bet they like us talking about things, too. Right. I'm just saying there's a difference between somebody giving a recommendation once and then every single day bothering them about it. You can bother me anytime with recommendations, Laura. All right. Uh, you're going to regret that, KK. <laughs> So we are getting close to the end of season two. Uh, we'd really love it if you sent in your thoughts on what we've talked about or just in general um, so that we can include them in our season two wrap up episode. That'll be in, I guess, about seven weeks. Um, and we're so, also going to be doing a, and we're not really sure what the timeline for this is yet, but a wrap up of the Distant Land special. So if you have any just general thoughts on either season two and how it compares to other seasons or Distant Lands in particular, we love to hear from it. We love getting to speak with our fans and read your thoughts hey so uh i can't believe i haven't mentioned this yet maybe we've mentioned it in passing but i actually run a steven universe fan convention that's happening in oh my gosh less than two months <laughs> uh, uh it's in charlotte north carolina it's called empire city con and um i would love it if you wanted to come i'll set up a, po a code podcast that'll save you five dollars on tickets but if you email us i could maybe hook you up with an even bigger d discount so if you're interested and coming we'd love to have you um like, like i said empire city con just go to empirecitycon.com um this is the last year since steven is over um so we'd love to see you there uh so sad that i can't come trapped trapped COVID. here in Canada. covid fist in there but uh well i'm planning on doing an avatar fan convention after this so you can come to cabbage con <laughs> oh i am looking forward to that uh i don't know it's it's so exciting avatar's coming back that's against the this i'm just 
KK, your, your con sounds amazing. And uh, if you're in a place where you can attend, I absolutely recommend it. Yeah, you can always send us an email at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Uh, DM us on Twitter at come along with me, where the last E is a three, or Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok, Facebook at Adventure Time Pod. Um, so, yeah, we'd really love that. Now, come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. Oh,